You know, it'd be easy to look at things going on and maybe be overwhelmed or see where they potentially could be going and continue to be overwhelmed right now, depending on how you perceive things, I guess. Or you can just trust those that speak to us without naming names and trust everything they say. And if they're right, then great. Everything's going to be wonderful. And if they're not, then maybe not so much. So I wanted to do at least something that gives me hope. You know, I believe one, you know, it all depends what you believe in your heart, what's going on. I think most of us can agree that there's been a battle between light and dark, call it what you will, for a long time. And this is really by, in my opinion, by choice, by design, for the way things were meant to be on this planet. So somebody had to play the role of the dark. And the rest of us wanted to experience, or at least most of us, I would say, we can't speak for everyone, wanted to experience what that would be like. So without them, this wouldn't exist. We kind of need that. They're playing a role. And so if it's true... What many have said, that there was an agreement which ended in 2012 as foretold by the Hopis and the Mayans that it would be the end of an age and it would be the beginning of a new time. Perhaps a time of awakening, enlightenment, all of those things that we would come out of the dark ages, so to speak, and we would come into the light. So why is that not happening? If this is supposed to happen, well, what do you think? If you have beings that are controlling the planet, and they've been doing that for a long time, do you think they're just going to go, okay, I see on my clock, it's time for me to leave. The Mayan calendar says, yeah. They're, they don't want to relinquish. And so perhaps what we're seeing now, if there's any truth in all of this, and I don't know what's true anymore, but if there's any truth in all of this, any of this, then what we're seeing is they're trying to hold on to this as long as they can. And one way that we're going to step away and, and become more aware is when things become exposed. And if you've been paying attention or maybe looking at things a certain way, you might say like I do, Wow, there's more truth coming out now than I could ever imagine. Things I've heard about for years are being, hmm, brought to the surface. In all, all of our different agencies, all of our different groups, all of our institutions, you're beginning to see, maybe they're not quite what we thought they were. Maybe we've been fooled into thinking that we need these things. Now, I'm not here to pick on any one group or any one thing. I refuse to do that. But I think you probably know what I'm talking about. We're told we need certain things in order to succeed in life. And then when we go and get those things, it costs an enormous amount of money. And then just to get started in life, we're going to have to pay that back for eternity. Or we see the cost of everything going up, and then they say, well, we're going to have to save the planet, so you need to stop driving these types of vehicles and try these over here, which they fail to tell you that these vehicles are going to be more expensive. These vehicles are going to pollute probably more because 
They can't recycle certain things within these vehicles. So the real kick is, as far as I'm concerned, is there are vehicles that have been invented that ran on completely different non-pollutant things and nobody wants to bring that to the front because it would probably cost a lot less. And, you know, if you could run a vehicle on water, for example, imagine there's plenty of water. They would probably start hoarding water and sludge to you at three bucks a gallon. <laughs> oh, sorry, you can't go down to the lake. I live next to Lake Michigan. I don't live that next to it, but I'm not that far from it. No, no, that's going to cost you some money. And we fail to see how controlled we are in every aspect of our life. So what we have going on now is the revolution, if you want to call it that. I'm not implying that we should do anything like that. I'm just saying there's one going on, I believe. And what does it mean? It gives me hope that perhaps one day things will be better for everybody. I don't have it bad right now, but I look at people around me or I look at the world and I think, there's people starving. There's people barely getting by. There's people that are going to succumb to all of this, a lot of this. Does it ever end? Nope. Not with the old way. That's why they talk about shifting to another consciousness. I don't know 100% what's real and what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure on certain things. In my lifetime, I've witnessed UFOs, alien, an actual alien. Many people around me, family members close to me, very close to me, have seen things as well. Crafts, close up. Beings. And then people that I consider good friends have told me similar things as well. So I started thinking about, is there actually a galactic federation? And if so, what are they doing? And are they here to help us? And I, you know, you hear people talk about it, people that channel different sources, claim there's this exists. I don't know. It'd be nice to think that somebody's watching out for us. And if you don't think that the earth needs any help, at least they're watching out for us to make sure nothing bad happens. Some of us might think the earth needs a lot of help and a lot of the people on the planet need a lot of help. And they're only going to help us so much, according to what I've heard. We have to do some of it as well. And the biggest thing we have to do probably is change the way we see things. If we want. Nobody's, I'm not here to tell you. This is what I've heard. So do whatever you want. But when I started reading about a galactic federation, which is made up of groups of beings called like the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Arcturians, and maybe some other ones, I started thinking, wow, that would be pretty cool if they're here and they are helping us. As we believe there are many in the metaphysical, the angelics and multi-dimensional beings that are helping us in this time of transition from the planet which used to be used for warring and destroying and controlling to 
the dawning of the new age. So I watch a lot of programs. One of the programs, not a lot, but I watch some of the new the paranormal programs, which maybe you watch as well. I like to watch once in a while, not very often, Ancient Aliens. I've seen enough of those. I know there's some message there about some ancient historical facts that certainly appear to be from another group of beings. There's evidence, it seems like, all over the world. I like to watch the Skinwalker show, Skinwalker Ranch, although you wonder if some of that could be staged, but still it's interesting. And I've been watching more recently a, a show called UFO Witness on the Travel Channel. And they, I think this season's done for now. But they had some newer episodes. Now when the show first came out, he was just talking to people and speculating about events back in time and you know, trying to re-piece things together. And, you know, those shows, they come and do that. Well, we're going to go through and re-piece it. Maybe we can find evidence. It's like, you're not going to find evidence. But they go and do it, and they kind of recreate it. Nothing much is gained. Well, this past season, they shifted that, and they started interviewing people that had been taken, which I thought, okay, that's interesting. I wonder how they're going to paint this. And so many of the people that they interviewed taken by grace, very negative viewpoint, felt like they're being these people were being abducted, kidnapped, and being used for procreation purposes, which is something I've heard many, many times. And me personally, I think there's more than one type of grace because I've heard many people say that it's been a very positive experience. But they never show that on TV. You gotta wonder why. So I think there's two types. One, this is my theory, that could be very friendly, like they've been with several people I've talked to, and then those that maybe wouldn't be. I don't know why that is. That's just my theory. Then, on this show, they talked about interviewing people that have been taken by the Arcturians, which is a term I've heard more and more in the last couple of years. Never heard of the Arcturians before and the Pleiadians. On one episode, they had a person talking about the Pleiadians in a very positive way, and another person talking about the Arcturians in a very positive way. Matter of fact, more than one person. And of course, the show, they have an agenda. And this is what the way I believe TV works. They want you to know a little bit of the truth, but they don't want you to know all of it. So they're not going to give you all of it. What they're going to do instead is try to put a twist on it, put some fear in you. So this show's agenda is to make it appear that these aliens want to attack and take over the planet or want to create hybrids who will take over the planet. And I'm thinking they've been here for thousands, if not millions of years, and they want to take over the planet now? They're waiting till now when they could have done it a long time ago and they already did? The thing is, many of them, some of those have already done it, in my opinion. And that's the ones that we are fighting against. So if it's true what these people said about the Pleiadians and the Arcturians, I think this 
there was a woman and a man, and they both had a very interesting perspective. The man was literally in communication with them. He could put himself in a trance-like state and communicate. And he has, they asked him questions, and he said something to the effect, we are here with you now. And the host of the show said, well, what are you doing here? We are here to help you in this time of change. And he, they made it sound like what's going on on the planet. This, they're assisting us so that we can move into, if you want to call it fifth dimension, into a higher state of consciousness. And they are assisting us perhaps in removing what's keep that obstacle that's keeping us from getting there. And what would that obstacle be? That obstacle would be those that have aligned with, aligned with dark energy and could be a number of different beings, interdimensional, the falling angels, if you want to call some of it that, and uh, beings from another place, another planet. So aliens, if you will. And if this is true, then it explains perhaps why there's been more sightings, why more channels and people are talking about this interaction with the Galactic Federation, what they're really trying to do. For now, up to now, I've always felt that it's possible, but I didn't know if it really, you know, like anything. I think you should always have a healthy dose of, I don't know. I don't, again, believe anything 100%. And even though I have people come on my podcast, I keep my thoughts to myself. So I just want to maintain an open frequency because I think that's how you learn from anything. So if this is true, then it supports the theory that Frank Ricino has that I've heard before that there is a galactic federation and they're looking out for us, maybe doing more than looking out for us, that they're helping us fight against those that have controlled us. What do you mean by fight? Is this a physical fight? Perhaps, perhaps some have claimed that it actually is going on or it's more of a spiritual fight for control of our brains. Our souls, in my opinion, already know. But when we get in these physical bodies, they're limited. And so we get confused by choice, but that choice is changing. And there are those that don't want you to realize it. And this was all fine and dandy. We allowed it to go on for a long time. And now we're at a point where, mm -mm, not anymore. And so other beings are stepping in. They've been given permission to step in, if this is all true. And so you have a federation of planets, galactic federation, that is here to assist us. I don't know to what extent physically, but I know spiritually for sure. And there are those that claim that they've already been doing. They've been battling others. I don't know. But I think there is definitely a, more of a presence. It seems like more and more UFOs are around. And Frank Fischino, who will be a guest at some point down the road here to 
We're going to talk about the 60th anniversary of the Flatwoods Monster. He, in his research, going back to 1952, realized there were four different types of craft that came over that fateful evening in 1962 when one of them was wounded, if you want to call it that, one of the ships, and it crashed. didn't even crash. It just came down near Flatwoods, West Virginia. And through Frank's incredible research of turning up over every stone, talking to every witness, even military people, he realized there were four different types of beings because they had four different ships. There were at least four. And it told him there was some kind of federation. And he felt that these people, these beings that visited us then could have easily done whatever they wanted. So he didn't see them as malevolent. He saw them as benevolent. And our government ordered to shoot them down. But that's a story for another time, which we'll do at some point. But it just backs up what I'm trying to say about is there such a thing as a galactic federation? If that's so, are they truly here to assist us? Those are questions that I guess we'll, we won't know for a while, perhaps, or maybe it's going on right now. What can we do to assist them? You know, that's you feel helpless, even if you don't agree with anything I'm saying, but you see other things going on in the world. You feel helpless, and you think, what can I do? And I always go back to, and I read an article just recently on this, I go back to what state of mind are you in? Are you feeding the turmoil? Pretty hard not to it sometimes in the way things are going, right? If you let that affect you. Pretty hard not to. And then I read this article that talked about the hundredth monkey, which was a good reminder. And if you're familiar with the hundredth monkey, I don't know if it's exactly a hundred, but the story goes as if, as uh Japanese scientists were studying these monkeys and one monkey started washing a potato and other monkeys that were near that monkey started saw that and they started doing it, copying. The monkey had determined that the potato tastes better when it washed it. And so many other monkeys did this until it reached and they all were within each other so they could see each other doing this. So then it reached 100 monkeys. And the 100th monkey to wash the potato did so. And then they said in an island away from there where none of the monkeys had ever met, had ever seen each other. They didn't have any parties. They didn't swing on the same vine. Other monkeys start doing the same thing. And so it's talks about consciousness, how we're all connected. And when enough of us get it, when enough of us hold the vibration, it opens the door for others to receive that. And I think that's the best thing we can do. If there are things you don't like going on, regardless of which side of the coin you stand on politically, if you hold love in, in that space, and enough of us keep doing that, then it spreads. It's going to automatically spread. And the more you fill your heart with that, I think the better chance 
well, I believe the better chance we all have of. I was just having this conversation too with, with a gentleman who comes into the studio and he's very concerned about things. He sees them a certain way, just like we all do. And I started talking about different things, including the Nessera and the Jessera, which I don't know if it's going to happen. He said, yeah, but if you give money to the people today, he said, I have people working for me. I would be concerned if we gave them free money and they didn't work. And I said to him, in their current state, perhaps they would use that on certain things that wouldn't be beneficial. But what if there was a great awakening, like the hundredth monkey? What if there was a great awakening where we all came to see things in a different light, in a maybe more accurate light? We, we could all just wake up like that, right? When enough of us see the truth, then more will grasp onto it. And what is the truth? Well, that's up to you to determine, up to me to determine. But I think when enough of us also walk in love, more will start walking in love as well. They'll just feel it. They'll just wake up one day and go, wow, why didn't I see this before? Because this has happened to me. And you wake up and you go, huh, I didn't realize that. I didn't see it that way. That's why I believe it works. And that's what I hold on to in times where things seem a little more difficult. So I wish you some peace. If you have anything you ever want to share, I would welcome it with open arms. I keep an open mind. Even your voice. You know when I get people on and I say, just having a voice. People say, well, I have nothing to say. Just having a voice can make a difference. Doesn't have to be anything what you would call spectacular, which we label things. Sometimes spectacular is less. Sometimes less is more. So just being the hundredth monkey <laughs> could, make, could make a difference. I'm not calling anybody a monkey. I like bananas. Namaste, love and light, joy. <laughs>